The Birth Circle podcast features experts in all the nuanced areas of pregnancy, birth, and postpartum with the aim of helping women make the choices that will keep them safe, healthy, and empowered. We respect all birth choices and believe in supporting informed consent and evidence-based practices. Nothing said on this podcast should be taken as medical advice. You should always seek the advice of a competent professional for your care. Welcome to the Birth Circle podcast. with First Circle and today I'm so excited. I have Julie Tupler with me and we are going to talk about um, diastasis recti and this has been fascinating me forever. Even when I, when I was first a new mom, I didn't know what it was. I just, I didn't even know what to Google. I, I do you Google, you know, pointy tummy syndrome? I didn't, I, I've learned so much in learning about the Tupler technique and I'm excited to have Julie on the program. Thank you so much for joining me today, Julie. Thanks for having me. So just a, bit, a little bit about your, about your background. You're a registered nurse, you're a childbirth educator, and a certified personal trainer. And you developed a fitness program in the 1990s. So you've been working with pregnant women for over 30 years. Right. Well, the, my first 20 years, and then in 2009, I uh, uh, reinvented myself so that I could um, teach the program to men and children as well. Um, still pregnant women, and also um, to uh, prepare people for abdominal surgery to prevent oh. incisional hernia, which is when the stitches come undone after surgery. I mean, oh people goodness. prepare for shoulder surgery and knee surgery, but for some odd reason, there's no preparation for uh, abdominal, abdominal surgery. surgery. Wow. So, um, so that's, that's a, you know, and with pregnant women, it's very important to keep the diastasis smaller because it can put a pregnant woman at risk for an unnecessary C-section because when the muscles separate, the uterus then tilts oh forward yes. and the this cervix is pointing sideways instead of downwards. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I cannot wait to ask you all the questions, but your Tupler technique, that is researched and evidence-based and it's a way to close that gap. So the diastasis recti is when your muscles in your stomach separate. And if you've if you've ever experienced this, listeners, and you've flexed your tummy after giving birth and it goes to this really absurd pointy alien shape, that is the separation of the muscles. And that stuff coming out, that's your guts, right? Because your muscles have separated. Is the, is the pointy part your guts? Yes. Yes, that's, that's what it is. Yay. Those are your organs moving forward because when the <laughs> muscles separate, the connective tissue between them stretches sideways and becomes like a piece of saran wrap. So then your organs really don't have a great support system. Wow. Okay. And so you could also get uh, this if you're a man or a child, right? So how, I mean, we all know this pregnancy, but how do you, so, how do people develop this problem? Well, pregnancy is, is, a major cause and um, and it's usually worse with pregnancy because what happens during the pregnancy is that the body creates this hormone called relaxin and that really softens the connective tissue. So if people have taken steroids, um, they would have the same effect um, as well um, on their connective tissue. So the other, so basically on that connective tissue, you have a belly button right in the middle there. And that's a weak spot in the connective tissue. So you keep on putting a forward or a sideways force and stretch on this, 
the muscles mm. are going to separate. Everybody's born with their muscles separated. Then um, around three years old, after the nervous system develops, um, usually it comes closer together. But because there's that weak spot in the connective tissue, you put force on it, it separates. So if a child is really constipated, if the, if the baby has low muscle tone, like uh, Down syndrome, uh, if the child does um, uh, uh, gymnastics where they're arching the back all the time, swimming, tennis, these things all can put force on it and can mm. separate it. But gymnastics is, is, is a one it's that- a big one. Is, is, is a big one. So could you have this uh, damage done as a child, but not recognize it until you have babies and it would just be Exactly, hmm. exactly. <clears throat> so how can you tell in like little children if they've got that? Oh, well, well you can check them and see um, um, uh, that little doming when they come up and, and, and they don't have a lot of, they have difficulty getting up, right? You have a, an Audi belly button is a sign mm -hmm. of it. So, uh, so these are signs of a diastasis in a child. Oh, I and thought the bloating after belly, eating. Oh, bloating after eating. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and and that would be in adults too, right? Yes, absolutely. Because you have muscles here, and when you eat, your organs move forward. That's the bloating. Okay. Wow. All right. So tell me, you you launched into it, but I want to go back in detail now. How does this um, affect? Well, first of all, does would this affect fertility? Would this affect the way your organ sits, your 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 uterus sits in your abdominal cavity? Would this affect periods? Would this affect? Well, um, if you have it, the uterus is going to be tilting forward. All right. Okay. That's 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 the side effect of the diastasis. Um, so, um, so if it's facing sideways, it it might be a little bit more pregnant, uh, more difficult to get pregnant, but having a vaginal birth is going to be very difficult with a sideways facing cervix. So, um, and, and if your uterus is tilted, sometimes it could probably cause more menstrual cramps, um, the, the position of the uterus. Got it. Okay. So then in labor, um, okay. So I know you don't notice it when you're pregnant, obviously, because well, 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 no, well, you do. Okay, you do notice it because if you started the pregnancy with the diastasis from whatever cause, from doing mm -hmm. crunches, from doing gymnastics, from doing being in a car accident, having abdominal surgery where they blow your belly up with air, any of those things, um, if you you know start the pregnancy, you will show much faster. The mm. second pregnancy you're going to show even faster because you're going to be more separated. Got and it, then, yeah. then the deal comes with the pushing. All right. So pushing is very difficult. If the muscles are separated and you try and engage them, they move this way. And, and with pushing, the muscles have to move front to back to put pressure on that uterus. So they have to, the muscles have to go back and then the pelvic floor has to be open and relaxed. That's what we teach is how to push with the abdominals, relax the pelvic floor. Um, but if, if the muscles are moving sideways, then, then, it's, then what happens is you don't feel the muscles working, right? Oh. So you have to bring them together so that they move in the front to back direction. 
All right. So it's going to be much more difficult to push in labor. Yeah. And, I've heard some and, women and, who've had multiple babies, it gets harder. Every labor gets harder. It gets harder and harder. Mm. And then what happens is um, with pushing, um, if you push incorrectly, like holding your breath and bearing down, you know, besides popping blood vessels in your face, besides making your diastasis bigger. And the worst thing about Valsalva is the effect on the pelvic floor, all right? And the effect on the pelvic floor is causing any kind of uterine or any of the other organs to prolapse, to come down outside the body, all right? And you don't uh, want that, no. all right? With, with my pushing technique, if you engage the abdominals and to be able to engage the abdominals, they have to be close together, all right? So they would either hold a scarf to keep the muscles close together to be able to push effectively. But if you push effectively, it's gonna prevent using the transverse abdominal muscle, knowing how to do it, practicing it oh during the pregnancy goodness. so that you know how to push with the abdominals, relax the pelvic floor, and you don't have all those issues on your pelvic floor. The incontinence, oh. the prolapses, the hemorrhoids, all that is not the, the, the badge of courage or whatever they call nope, that. Nope, that nope, could nope. be avoided. It's avoided. because your muscles were wonked and you weren't pushing correctly because you right. couldn't. Yep, that's you're... right. That's right. Is that in, so I've seen people use a rebozo where they'll wrap it around the mama's tummy. She'll be on hands and knees. They'll wrap it around and they'll pull up and that helps her push. And so that's kind of helping those muscles come back together, even though they've already separated. Well, it's if, if they're just wrapping around, it's more like a compression you know, like a, like a, it's not, you know, you have to manually pull the two halves together. It has to be pulled together. Just wrapping it is not going to, um, to have the same effect. Okay. So what holds these muscles together then? Well, I have developed a, uh, the diastasis rehab splint, but when I first started working with pregnant women and they all were saying, oh, I can't feel this, Julie, I can't feel it. So then I took a scarf and I pulled the muscles and I had them pull and they go, ah, now I feel it. So mm -hmm. once we brought them closer together, they were able to feel the muscles working front to back. So my splint, my diastasis rehab splint, I have uh, two models. Um, um, one is for short torso, has two arms and one is regular, has three arms. And when you put it on, you move the muscle and the connective tissue and then you attach the splint. So it's, it's different than compression. Compression is going front to back. We're just bringing it close together so it can move front to back, if that makes any sense. Okay, so if you bring the muscles together, then do is there a connective tissue in between that needs to be strengthened and that splint lets well, that- Well, there you go. Tissue heal? So, so when we reposition, we're repositioning the muscles so they work correctly and we're repositioning the connective tissue. So if this is a muscle and this is a muscle, okay, and this is the connective tissue in between, when we reposition the muscles, we're also repositioning the connective tissue. So we're putting it in a narrow position, mm. all right? And what we're wanting to do is take the stretch off that stretched out connective tissue and put it in that narrow position. That is the best position to do the exercises. That's the best position for it to heal. Just like if you broke a bone, you what? Continuously put the two ends so it fuses. So we wanna continuously keep this connective tissue in this narrow position so Every time you engage the transverse, it's in that narrow position and that's the position is that it's best to heal in. Got it. Okay. And so once like, could you heal 
Uh, okay. So many questions. So while you're pregnant, you could be doing exercises to prevent this from happening, right? Absolutely. But Absolutely. Then- what, what I, um, I was doing six week maternal fitness classes and we would check the diastasis week one and then again in week six. And what we were discovering and one of the physical therapists that was teaching my class said, oh my God, the diastasis is getting smaller as their bellies are getting bigger. And I just trained um, uh, two trainings ago in my professional training, uh, a yoga instructor, and she was here in New York. So I checked her myself and she had, when I first, she started, was starting her second trimester and she had a six finger diastasis. And in three weeks, she brought it down to three fingers and she maintained it. So the muscles can stretch without separating. All right, they don't have to. The only thing is, is that the doctor then, or the midwife is going to think that the baby's low birth weight because the belly looks smaller when the muscles stretch with the, when they're closer together. So you just have to tell yeah. your doctor or um, yeah. midwife that you're doing this program and that's well, why your belly is smaller. I've seen videos of women that will be really like look pregnant and then they'll do something with their muscles and they're like pull the baby up and in and almost look like two months less pregnant than they are. And they're just engaging those abdominal muscles in it in a way like relaxing them or engaging them and people with um, diastasis, they cannot do that, right? Well, they have to, again, you you know, if the muscles are really separated, right? And they, and they, um, these are the, the outermost recti muscles and the function of these muscles is to support the back and support the organs. And it actually supports the upper body and the lower body as well. But when they separate, they're not doing their job. It's this weak connective tissue. Mm. But as I said, when the muscles are, when you look at the muscles under ultrasound and they're four fingers apart or more, all right? And when you have that doming, um, you know, you got 10 fingers in there, okay? At least 10 fingers. Yeah. Okay. So when you have that, as I said earlier, the muscles move this way. You can't feel the muscles working because they're doing this. Mm-hmm. You have to manually bring them together so that you can feel them working. Then when you engage transverse, that transverse, the action of the transverse is forwards and backwards. And that's connected to the outermost muscles. So it brings them back, but they have to be close together to do that. I hope that makes sense. I think so. I think I think it's still biological. Or I don't understand how the muscles work. And you're saying, but it, it's clear when you say it's compression is in and out. And you're, yeah, you're so so compression is front to back. The muscles back, move right. front to back. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. But they can't move front to back if they're separated too far. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They yeah, move yeah. side so, to side. So then what's a sit up? What is it? What is a sit up doing if you have diastasis? Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> what it's doing is making it, it's a, it well, well, a sit up or a crunch um, uh, either makes it worse or creates it. So I could create a diastasis on myself if I started doing crunches because it's in a backline position when the shoulders are off the floor, it's physically impossible to engage the transverse. So if you're not able to engage it, it moves forward. And when the muscles move forward, it brings the connective tissue with it, stretching it, okay? So the muscles are working in the wrong direction because when you wanna strengthen a muscle, you wanna shorten it. So if they're moving forward, they're getting stretched and the connective tissue is getting stretched with it. Ow. And that just makes it worse. So all of us all right. doing sit-ups as teenagers trying to get that cute little six pack, we are all giving ourselves diastasis. That's right. Great. That's right. That's fantastic. Okay. That's right. right. I did it myself. I had one. 
<laughs> I'm like, well, my my daughter's in tumbling and they, they do sit-ups all the time. So, hmm. but you said that gymnastics does that to you. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, so then, um, so then you have your clients wear splints and then do you have certain exercises, exercises that they do while they're wearing the splint? Yes. So, so my program uh, progresses over 18 weeks. And the big picture of the program is that it, it, I'm working to strengthen that connective tissue between the two separated muscles that stretched out. So it then becomes strong enough to hold the muscles in a close together position. That's the goal of the, of the program, okay? Is to you know, heal that connective tissue and make it strong enough to hold the muscles in a close together position. I do that three ways, by repositioning muscles and connective tissue, which I just mentioned, with the um, wearing the splint and then in week four of the program, double splinting, which is uh, wearing one or two and then holding another scarf. Strengthening the muscles in the connective tissue with my um, Tupler technique exercises and protecting the connective tissue from getting stretched either in a forward or sideways direction. The program is four steps. Step one is wearing the splint all the time. Even when you sleep, take it off 15 minutes to bathe and then clean and dry your belly button and put that splint back on, okay? And you wear the splint until the connective tissue is strong enough to hold the muscles in a close together position. The exercises is step two. Um, uh, we, uh, you know, we start with seated exercises the first three weeks and then in week four, um, we do the head lift. And then in week six, um, once the transverse muscle has been strengthened, um, I teach a diastasis safe workout. Mm. Um, so the program progresses over 18 weeks, but how long it takes to close your diastasis depends upon the severity of your diastasis and your commitment to doing all four steps of the program and doing it my way, not your way. Um, <laughs> I love that. You could say that again. I won't mind. Yep. Cause we all think, well, okay. So my next question is how do people know? Because I knew after my babies were born and I would flex and I'd have a pointy tummy, but now 10 years after my last baby, I don't have a pointy tummy anymore, but I have these symptoms you described the, the bloated stomach after eating and stuff like that. So, so how would somebody tell that they have a diet? Cause I, after talking to you earlier, I went and looked and I can't feel my muscles. I can't, I can't decipher if I have it or not. Okay. Well, um, you probably do. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. You probably do. So what happens is, is that when people lift their head to check the diet, the muscles come together. So then you're checking it at its smallest. So I don't have the, um, my clients lift their head anymore. I go on either side of the, of the, uh, of the uh, abdominal muscles. I check one side and then the other side with like eight fingers to see when then I add the two sides together. I mean, it's not a, mm -hmm. um, you know, an exact science uh, checking for diastasis. Um, I have people check the circumference of their body because as the diastasis starts getting smaller, the circumference gets smaller and but you're not losing um, weight, but you're just getting tighter. You know, right. You're getting, and yeah. then I have, I have my clients take their before belly pictures from the front and the side. And those are fascinating. If you're listening to this, head over to her website. We'll give you the domain later. But those, those pictures are fascinating because you can tell it's not a weight loss photo. You can tell it's muscular. It's definitely muscular. When you see somebody that's had a tummy tuck 
And then you see the people that have done my program because when they're doing a tummy tuck, basically they're just sewing, they're, they're putting that connective tissue in a narrow position and just stitching it up, right? And I've had <gasps> many people, many people have that stitching come undone because they didn't know how to use their abdominals correctly after the surgery. Or they so have another they baby up, and it blows it right open again. Yeah, right, 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 right open. That again. sounds great. That sounds fantastic. So, <laughs> well, and then you're cut from hip bone to hip bone. So you have a huge scar from hip bone to hip bone. Um, so it's always best um, to do my program first to see, um, you know, to either prepare for the surgery or if you do it, you might not even need the surgery. Either way, it's a win-win. Yeah. Okay. So um, I want to back up a little bit. How did you get started in all this? I mean, this is, you're very specialized. Your Dr. Oz called you an expert in this. So how did you get so well, specialized? I, I, I um, was teaching exercise at a health club when I first moved to New York. And they said, you're a nurse. You should teach. This was in the late eighties. They said, you should teach a prenatal exercise class. So, um, so I, so there was nobody doing prenatal. There was like Elizabeth Noble and I took her class and I didn't really agree with what she was doing. So I said, well, I'm going to have to create my own class. So I started teaching and then I realized the people in the class found out I was a nurse and they started picking my brain about labor. Um, so I became a childbirth educator and realized that childbirth education comes at the end of the pregnancy and only prepares your mind and you wouldn't run in a race and not train. Why would a woman do the hardest thing she's ever going to do labor and not have that mind body connection? Mm -hmm. So um, that's how I got started with preparing women for labor. And then I started maternal fitness in 1990. And then in the process, I saw that thing and I go, what is that? All right. And I just started studying it because I wanted to know what it was. And, um, and the aha moment came when one of the ladies said, I can't feel these. I can't, I can't feel this. So I took a scarf and I pulled the muscles together and I said, how about now? She goes, yep, I can feel it now. And she was like, so happy because then mm. she could do it. So I'm thinking, all right, I'm going to have everybody hold those scarves. Mm. And then, and then in 2001 or two, I, I developed the splint and, and it's, it's been an ongoing process of, um, of uh, updating it and making it better. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so have you, uh, have you been able to see then you, you mentioned sonograms, ultrasounds, you've been able to see via ultrasound what this technique does for the muscles. Yeah. Right? I have yeah. Um, many physical therapists that I have trained um, that use the ultrasound with the program. And um, um, and they say, yeah, that's how the muscles move. That's you know how I know that's that so, because I so cool. work with physical therapists, and they, um, you know, and they they use it. I don't use the ultrasound. Yeah. Um, okay, so um, the the main message here is go ahead and go buy her program. But but <laughs> but what would you say would the the most important thing for a woman when she's just starting pregnancy, you know, first, second, third trimesters where the muscles are not being stretched yet. What are some of the things she could do to prepare her body? Okay. First trimester, um, we, we tell um, our pregnant ladies, because normally they're nauseous and not feeling well, 
Um, but if they're feeling okay to just, when they do the exercises, just hold the splint. You can start wearing it in second trimester. Um, so you can actually because, wear the splint during pregnancy. Right, right. A second trimester, we recommend they starting it after the major organs have developed, the nausea has stopped, you know, because we want to make sure everybody puts it on correctly. Um, so that type of thing. So, so yeah. And then every time they go to the bathroom, they can practice the pushing using their abdominals back, pelvic floor open and relaxed. So with pregnant women, you know, um, I do have a perfect pushing video. Um, as part of my program packages, um, all my program packages come with support because um, my program is just is much more successful with support. So um, there's an online support program where each week there's a video, each week there's tips. And each week I do on Fridays, I do a live webinar and I talk about a different topic each week about the program, whether it's the exercises or posture or belly breathing or putting on the splint or the diastasis safe workout. And I usually takes, you know, maybe um, sometimes 30 minutes, sometimes 40. Then with the remainder of the time, um, people can ask me questions. Um, they're recorded. So if they can't watch them at that point in time, they can, you know, they're um, uh, inputted um, on the uh, online support program. There's a little folder with them. Uh, if they can't make it and they have a burning question, uh, they can uh, submit their questions Friday morning uh, and then I'll answer them uh, at that webinar on Friday. So people are much more supported. Um, because I don't have trainers in every place. I mean, obviously the best way is to have somebody hands-on, but second best is, you know, doing the program with the online support program. Mm -hmm. Very, very cool. Um, and then uh, how late can you repair this? Um, I mean, it, I, I'm 10 years past my last baby. Am I? Well, let me, let me ask you something. Um, if a man's 50 years old and he can repair his, can you repair yours? Of course. Yep. Yep. It's okay. all about, it's all about strengthening that connective tissue. doesn't matter how old you are or when you had it. It just, you know, it's, it, it's, it, it matters about the, the, how weak your connective tissue is, the weaker it is, the longer it's going to take you. That's all. You're still going to have benefits. You're going to see the changes within the first three weeks. You're going to mm -hmm. see the changes with your circumference. You're going to see the changes in the way your belly looks. So you're going to see the changes if you do the program. I was just at a networking event and they said, if you had one thing to tell your clients, what would you say? And I would say, do it my way. <laughs> Not your way. Yeah. Don't, don't, do it my way. Don't think you're smarter than the Loopholes. You know, well, what if I do this? What if I do that? What if I do that? You know, you have to, um, you have to do it the way I said. Got and it. And then you'll get the best results. Okay, so I've got a weird question, and maybe you won't know the answer. It's okay, but I, I want to kind of combine two things that I've learned recently. So the you have the diastasis, but also there's um, insulin resistance, which adds circumference. I like how you say that. So diplomatically. It adds circumference. So how do you know when you have a, a um, diastasis and when it's actually just, you've got a problem with insulin and you're just packing on the pounds right there? Well, the, the diastasis doesn't only shows up in the belly. You look like you have a bigger belly. Right. All right. So um, you would have other 
signs. Now you could have the insulin resistance and the diastasis. And that's right? the big, the, the big. You know, but you like would see with the insulin, you know, you get the weight in other places. With the diastasis, it's just in the belly. Just in the belly. Just in the belly. Got it. Okay, so um, really quick, I know you glossed over it, but tell me more in detail, how does this affect, how does this make a woman more at risk for a C-section? Okay, so if these are my muscles, right? And, right? and what's the together. function? The function is to support the back and support your organs. So when they separate, the connective tissue stretches sideways. So if this is my uterus, this is my cervix, these are my muscles here, all right? When they separate, the uterus then, the top of the uterus tilts forward. So now the cervix is pointing sideways, all right? Point, your cervix is pointing to your back because the midwife right, told me pointing, I had an anterior cervix, but yours, right. that's the same thing. Right, it's pointing sideways mm -hmm. instead of downwards, lined up with the vaginal right. canal. Mm -hmm. So it's pointing this way, the baby's gonna go right out to the wall of the uterus. It's there's just no way that there's no way you have to you have to bring the muscles together to get the uterus to, to stand up straight. Mm, and so that's you know it to harder. Right. It's harder is, for the baby to descend because it's yeah. Well you can, they, they can't descend because it's facing this way. It's facing, facing your back. Way. So then Face, would that yeah. would that be more you're more likely to have a posterior baby? Like well, you're more likely not to you're more likely to have a C section. Because you can't, your failure to progress, your your labor just isn't progressing. Well, it can't progress. The you, your 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 cervix can't open up because there's no pressure on it, and because it's going sideways. See, it's it's facing this way instead of that way. What you're talking about is so different than what any midwife or OB or anyone has, you know, talks about. So that's what I'm trying to like re. If someone says we're going to give you a C-section because it, a failure to progress, that's their language. I'm trying to like, like take their, the way they would describe it and connect it to this. Well, it's fa fa the failure to progress could be because of that. I mean, there's certainly other factors. Right, right, right. There's certainly other factors, but this is definitely one of them. Got it. So, so if they. Because there's no pressure on the cervix. And even if there was pressure on the cervix with the baby doing yeah, this, kicking on the, like yeah. this, right? Um, they're still not going to, they, 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 there's no way to come out because you'd have to get the cervix pointing downwards. Okay. So what if you're listening to this at 35 plus weeks and the damage in this pregnancy has been done and labor is coming up soon? What do you do? Well, it depends, you know. You might want to, well, it's, it's, it's a, a tough situation if you're at the end. Um, the only thing that I could suggest would, would be to take a scarf and like pull the two halves of the muscles together, right? And see, you know, if that helps put the uterus in a, a better position, that, that would be the only thing. But you have to have an awareness of how to use the muscles. It's not, you know, you can't, um, it takes about 21 days to learn a new skill. So that's why I say every time I, I make my pregnant women swear that when they're having a bowel movement, they're going to think about me. <laughs> I tell them I get a lot of job satisfaction knowing that they're thinking about me at this precious moment in time. <laughs> um, but you have to practice that skill. Put your feet up on a little footstool so you're in a squatting position, supports and aligns the bowel. And then you 
bring the abdominals back and then relax the pelvic floor when you're going to the bathroom. I don't want you to tighten the abdominals and tighten the pelvic floor. Okay. Right? So it's sort of like keeping the cap on the toothpaste. Um, you know, because you see on the cover of my uh, perfect pushing, you see a um, a baby coming out of a tube of toothpaste. So I, oh. I do that that image of pushing is like squeezing toothpaste out of the tube. So here's my toothpaste and my abdominals go back and the baby like toothpaste comes out the bottom. But you have to practice that. You have to practice that. I know. How do you know if you're feeling it right or not? But you're saying with the splint and with your technique, that'll all make sense. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So does that diastasis affect like round ligament pain, back pain, like well, back pain for sure. Back pain for sure, because what's the function? The function is to support your back. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at a party once and I was the entertainment for the party. Um, there were 30 people at the party and I checked everybody for a diastasis and everybody there had one except for me. And there was one 18 year old that um, had horrible back pain. She'd oh. been to every doctor, every doctor. She was 18, bone thin chiropractors, um, acupuncture, just and then they were giving her antidepressants. Not one person checked her for a diastasis. She had like over a 10 finger diastasis from doing crunches and from doing um, gymnastics as a child. Mm. So horrible back pain, so, horrible, horrible, horrible. Basically, so, so if somebody goes to a doctor or a chiropractor for back pain and as part of the evaluation, they don't check them for a diastasis, their treatment plan is gonna be incomplete because that has to be ruled out as one of the causes for the back pain. So this really needs to be a found, a fundamental foundational discussion about yes. your health. Yes, yes. Yeah. Somehow the medical professionals have not connected the dots with the side effects of diastasis. Yeah, that's I'm like, how could we be in this century and not have connected this? It's not even like you know, like leeches, bloodletting. It's not even woo-woo. It's it makes so so much sense that if your front muscles aren't supporting your back muscles, your back muscles are going to get tired, and your bones are things are going to go out of place. It just it's so logical. Well, out of place is right. So you get back and hip pain, pel and if you have pelvic floor issues, unless you deal with the diastasis, the pelvic floor isn't going to do well. All right, you you see the you see the older people that are rounded over with the big bellies. Mm -hmm. I can't help those people because once they're rounded over, I can't, you know, approximate the muscles. So you got to, you know, I said I can, if it's ever too late when they're in that condition, if you're rounded over like that, like you're, you're you. like your back is rounded over, your back is rounded over. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I, I can't have them wear the splint or even hold a splint. I've tried it. Mm, doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't work. They're, they're not straight anymore. Wow. Okay. Well, tell us how we can become, all the listeners can find all of the things, your books, you've written three books. Let me read those really quick. You've written uh, Maternal Fitness, Lose Your Mummy Tummy, and Tummy Together Tummy. Those are all on Amazon, Yeah, well, right? Lose Your Mummy Tummy is not in the market anymore because um, um, because as the more I teach this, the more I, the smarter I get. So um, Together Tummy is a, an update of that. Perfect. And uh, you have got videos. Uh, seriously, go, go stalk her, go watch everything on your website. One, one of the things I loved about your website is that it's so um, 
transparent. You can just get lost in there clicking and watching videos and learning more and more and more. You have so much free content on your site. And then yeah, um, it's go ahead. And then I do if, if people really want to um, at the beginning of each month, uh, there's a, a an opt in like you can get my little Tupler tips. And then when you get the Tupler tips, it says take a little mini course and on the mini course, um, it's I do at the beginning of each month. It's I talk about checking for diastasis. I talk about um, uh, I talk about uh, the, the, the four steps of the Tupler technique and I talk about a diastasis safe workout. So you get, you know, you get a, a big picture is if, if you want to do the program and then and then there's a, um, uh, an irresistible offer um, at the end of the course um, uh, that you can you know, get a, a very good discount um, cool. on one of the packages. So, um, cool. so that's basically, you know, if you want to learn more, um, you can, you can and actually that. fix it. This is a home thing at home thing. You don't need to go to a trained. No, no, you no, you can, because I have people, but yeah, you can do it on your own. Zone. And every yeah, week I'm, so cool. I'm there to answer the questions at my live webinars yep, yep. every week. And I just want to give a really quick disclaimer that I'm not being compensated at all for this podcast. This is not an advertising thing for the Tupler technique. I just found this and I thought this is a resource we have to look into. This is a resource that has to be more well-known. So I'm really grateful that you took the time to, um, to, to help me understand a little bit more about your technique and, and, and our listeners. I'm always thrilled to talk about this. I mean, I talk to people at the <laughs> yep. post office. I talk to people, you know, if I'm if I'm talking uh, to my insurance people, the Spectrum, Verizon, on the plane. How, how many I, I, people I'm, I, you know, at lunch, whoever I can. I, love I hear people talking about their. Oh, you're prick. Congratulations. Yeah. Have you, have you thought about your dances? I love it. Cool, cool. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so very much. I really appreciate your time. Oh, it's, it's my pleasure. I'm, I'm always, um, this is a condition that most people have and just don't know they have it. Yep. So, so diastasis needs a place in the sun. It, it needs, you know, a place it needs, it needs, right. It, needs, it explains so many problems and it sounds so easy to fix as long as you follow the rules and it is easy. Yep. Yep. Wow. Cool. Thanks for giving us all hope that our pointy tummies could <laughs> be healed. Well, can I tell you one more story? Yes. So one of my clients, she swore to me that she was going to do all four. She was going to do it exactly what I said. So in 18 weeks, her and, and she's actually on the website. She's I think she's the second to the bottom. She had an umbilical hernia. She reversed it. But she said even before she had children, she had this little belly. And she said after doing my program for 18 weeks that her belly has never looked so good and her husband is now buying her lingerie. So mm. you can imagine how happy I was about that when, when, when a woman is getting lingerie. Um, it's great. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, it really is. And, and again, not only solving the physical problems of backache and, and incontinent of pelvic but, 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 but also but the, the way you feel about yourself, yeah, the, confidence. the way you feel about yourself. And it's on all the covers of the magazine, flat belly, this. And then I, I look at all this stuff for diastasis and they're having doing leg lifts and coming up and doing all these things. And I'm going, first of all, 
you know, it's very difficult to work the transverse in a backline position. So I only strengthen it in a seated position first. And I only put somebody backline in week four um, after they've strengthened it. And we also do a warm up beforehand so that they know how to use it in a backline position. So there's a lot of stuff out there that's, you know, not, you know, that's not helpful. Let's yeah, just say. not helpful and actually damaging. Damaging, yeah. Yeah, cool. Well, thank you, thank you. Really appreciate it. And thank you for having me. Please visit us at birthcircle.com, join our Facebook groups, or find us on Instagram and Pinterest. We hope you'll use our resources to support your birthing experience.